Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to uh, the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we covered some ground, everything from the Environment <laughs> Agency <laughs> to Unicycles When's today. When's the season starting? Yeah, and, uh, Andy, <laughs> I, he, he loses his focus, I think, when there's no <laughs> football on. And it's... It's scatter. It's quite scattergun, oh, it like was. a blunderbuss of information. <laughs> Could go anywhere. Today. It certainly was today. Yeah, so, uh, so it, lots quite of a stuff. lot of stuff with us talking, really. <laughs> well, it is a radio show. Well, if you like that, if we sort were, of if thing. We were, if we're doing it through the medium of mime, it'd be a bit pointless, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. So uh, us talking. Um, uh, we spoke to a remarkable bloke there that it's uh, gone on a unicycle round the world, around yeah. the world unicycle journey. Three. Can you years. remember his name? Ed. Pratt. Ed Pratt. Yeah. Ed Pratt, that's his name. Yeah, I, know. I thought you were having a go at me. No, of course not. Forgetting his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. so we, he was great. So we'll, you'll hear from him. And don't ask me. Very exciting. Oh, don't very ask me. Exciting, but yeah. There was a stewards, that's all I'm saying. Here it all is. I really enjoyed the boxing on Saturday night. And, uh, Fantastic. We were really good, actually. I only came in at the end of the Chisora fight and, and watched the, whole, the end of that fight and the whole of the White-Parker fight. And uh, it's interesting, Parker is sponsored by the Manuka Doctor, the mm. uh, the honey maker, you know, honey. Mm. And I was thinking, I wish they'd sponsor me because I can't justify spending 25 quid on a small jar of honey. Yeah, it's it's quite expensive, isn't it? As, it, as its expensive. tog rating goes up. It's very You're going expensive. there and you think, oh, I, I quite fancy a bit of Manuka honey. And yes. you think, oh, it's... It's going to be about sort of five or a, yeah. a jar. Oh, sorry, mate, this is a plus 30. I think you find it's about 12 grand. <laughs> yeah. It costs more than a goat. Yeah, because you've got to have the plus 15. Is that or, what you've got to get? Or, yeah, well, I think that's the min, well minimum plus 10, but you want plus 15 to 30, and they are expensive. Still, it is good. Um, I mean, I have taken it in, in the past, but I'm... I sort of went off it, and I can't really notice the difference. Much. Uh, let me just point out, this is, this is dollar prices, but I've just mm. put in how much the goat cost into uh, Google. And this is America. Oh, yeah. But you're much closer than the producer was. Goats range in price from $75 to $300. Yeah, it's about $200. So, 250 quid or something, depending on yeah. factors including sex, age, and temperament. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do, you want a new, do you want a new, you don't want a neutered male goat, you want milk, don't you? We want milk, really, yeah. Okay. All right, fair right. enough. You're not going you to you're get milk out of a neutered male goat. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said. You, you I don't know it, a lot about you nature. You can give it a go. Yeah. You're, gonna be giving, you're looking over its shoulder, giving you a funny look, <laughs> I would It would be think. great, really. Yeah. I did that thing, though, on Saturday where I paused the telly 
so that I could listen to the TalkSport commentary because they're not at the same time. There's a delay. And you have to get your timings right. Didn't cool. you? It's quite difficult to mm. get it right. I, I persevered with it until I got it absolutely spot on. You it probably want really... the sound to be slightly ahead of the pictures, not the other way around, don't you? Because if someone goes down... you know. Yeah. You... No, no. You want the pictures ahead of the sound <clears> because <throat> the, because that's natural. The commentator <clears throat> is commentating on what oh, he's seeing. Oh, of course. Seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, Otherwise, it's, it looks but like I kept a, going, looks like I kept a getting slightly ahead, slightly behind. I said, just... But it, you know, if you fiddle with it, you can get it just about right. Using the bell is quite handy. Oh, okay. The end of the... God, you've got this down oh, all yeah, fine. Oh, yeah, I thought about it quite a lot. Mm. And uh, I watched... Uh, there wasn't much on yesterday, wasn't there? It was a great sporting and Sunday. That was the end of the Tour de France. Well, you had Jer- Geraint Thomas's procession to Paris, which was great. I watched yeah. that, but it wasn't very exciting, you know. Uh, a 2020 game where Middlesex... Weren't great. No. Um, Very good catch in that game, of course. Lewis it? is comfortable winning the Grand Prix. That wasn't particularly exciting either. Yeah. So all in all, it wasn't. It wasn't a great. I, I tell you what was good. Oh yeah. The uh, Gaelic football, the hurling. Oh yeah. The hurling. It's a great bit. of great year for hurling mm. apparently. So that was. I watched the extra time in that. It was quite <laughs> exciting. I don't know why. You could have, I could have around the sports I could have channel. spoken to people. I could have done something. But <laughs> you could have gone out for the day. I could day. have gone out, but, but I the didn't. weather wasn't great, was it? It wasn't really. No. 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 So. Uh, what, what can Not you do? around this way anyway. And, and of course, in the morning, I taped uh, Chelsea's uh, pre-season game against Inter Milan. And they started off quite well. They All the signs some... are they're, they're quite entertaining at the moment. Yeah, Chelsea. they're playing some nice football. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they made some changes at half-time. On comes Bakayoko. Mm. And within two minutes, he's put a great through ball through for them and they score. Oh, right. God, he's... So, Stars, you mean to go on? He is absolutely dreadful. The fans aren't having him. I see Seville want, are keen on him. Chelsea want a loan fee and these wages, but seriously, don't worry about it because it's interesting. With sorry, because I think he was he was definitely Conte's man. Yeah, and so sorry won't feel the need that he has to play him. Hmm. I don't think he will play him because. Do you think he, so? You think he was a Conte signing? Do you? Oh yeah, he was definitely a Conte signing. Definitely. That's why, that's, why kept, that's why I kept playing him because hmm. he was trying to prove a point. I mean, he, he did prove the point in the end that the bloke can't play. <laughs> so you know you might you got to cut your losses with these players. He, I thought well might maybe he'll come back, but that and then the rest of the half, of course, his hmm. confidence is zero. And uh, there you go. Uh, the the, uh, the Daily Star and Lord Treesman. Of course, of course he does. Wow. Thinks the latest scandal means we could host 2022. Really? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Good luck with that. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the Sunday Times expose yesterday around mm. Qatar uh, with Martin Lipton shortly because he's got his own theory on what this is likely to mean. But it's not going to make any difference, is it? We all know it's not going to make any difference. Now, they're never going to pull mm. the World Cup out of Qatar at this late stage. And of course they're not. You find yourself hearing this stuff and you're just so conditioned to FIFA being... A mess and an old process mm. uh, in the past. Uh, hopefully not like that now. A mess that you think, well, <laughs> you see you're Seb's not at all tweet. surprised. Oh Seb yeah, Blatter's tweet. Yeah, just it's Platini <laughs> and it's Sarkozy. Nothing <laughs> to do with me. Yeah, it's almost as if it had nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like an innocent bystander. <laughs> now, Andy, uh, yeah. the toss. Mike Parry has apparently had. He came in oh, last not week. To, one of his mad no, ideas. no, this is not. This is this one of my mad oh, okay. ideas. Last week, Mike Parry came in to talk about the raise the bar campaign. Which is great, but he wants to widen the post as well, and he hasn't worked that into the, 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 the telling slogan. Right. But he's had a great response, apparently, mm. um, I understand, and a lot of people are getting right behind the idea of widening the goals in football <laughs> as people have got bigger. <laughs> but um, this is a sign of the sporting apocalypse uh, with a nod oh, yeah. to the Sports Illustrated who used to do this every week. Um, there was a game played, Arsenal played PSG in Singapore, and rather than tossing a coin, because it was sponsored by a banking firm, they tossed a credit card. 
Gosh. What side of the credit card? <laughs> yeah, so uh, did it? How, ble- how bleak it's is that? bleak, isn't it? <laughs> and you think, well, all bets are off. So, if, so what happens if Domino suddenly starts sponsoring the Premier League? We're going to toss a pizza <laughs> on the pitch. What are we going to do? So maybe it is time to uh, to return to the toss and look mm. at it again and think, well, is that the best way to uh, to kick the game off? Um, let us know this afternoon if you've got an alternative to the toss that doesn't involve uh, a coin or tossing anything. Or indeed, if we are going to toss something, if we toss the credit card, all bets are off, really, aren't they? So, um, yeah, what did they do in the World Cup? I don't remember them tossing a coin. I don't. Well, I guess they must have done. Of course, they did. Yeah, and I don't remember. It. Did you ever see it? Did what you? the to- toss? Yeah, well, that yeah. Bit, you know, bit where they go and shake hands no, with the referee. I know what it looks like, but I'm saying in the last World Cup, do you do you recall seeing on telly before a match? Them actually tossing the coin. I don't. I mean, we're reliant on TV pictures, weren't we, most of the time? Is it? Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. The cars, ladies and gentlemen. How's they that happen. For goodness sake. <laughs> What's... I'm going to keep this. Even by my standards. That's brilliant. How does the phone go off in your pocket? Yeah. Playing that attract. Oh, I don't know. Well, it was, it was great to hear the coming. They'll be lucky with a. They'll be pleased with a PRS. <laughs> Wasn't on they've, made, they've made a. They've made a couple of quid, haven't they? This afternoon, if nobody else has. So uh, no, no. no the, the reason just... we weren't. The reason we never saw the toss was because wherever we were in Russia, they were on the wrong channel. They were. So they by were the time they got to the right channel, they mm. probably just kicked off. Well, I didn't see them playing paper, scissors, stone. So they must have done <laughs> something have to start yeah. the game. I doubt if they diverted that much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, Andy, have you ever ridden a unicycle? No. Have you ever tried to ride a unicycle? No. <laughs> Would I ever? No. Well, look, there's still time, mate. You shouldn't rule it out. I, I've, I've always been kind of strangely drawn to it. I, I've, have you ever I, tried it? I tried, yeah. I mean, it's incredibly hard. It would be, yeah. It's incredibly difficult. Um, but I didn't try for very long, to be honest, you know. Mm. Um, but thankfully, somebody who did was uh, Ed Pratt. He, in fact, not only did he ride one, he rode one round the world. 21,000 miles. Uh, it took him three years, uh, and uh, he cycled Europe, Turkey, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan. He's got. He went through the card: China, Southeast. Well, basically around the world. I could. I could go on. Yeah, yeah. All I'm going to do is take you around the world. So let him do that. Uh, good afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon. How are oh, you? Fantastic. Um, and well, congratulations. First off, thank you very much. Um, when did you first board a unicycle? How old were you? I didn't buy one. Um, a friend of mine had one in their garage. Mm-hmm. I was helping to clean it out one day. Um, I was 17, and um, I took it home for the Christmas holiday and I learned how to ride the thing. And you took to it straight away. You, you mastered it quickly, did you? It took me about three weeks, mm-hmm. which is, is pretty standard. When, when I was at school, a, couple, a year later, I, I taught a club. I taught kind of 13-year-olds how to, how to ride unicycles. Once I was, I was better at it, obviously. And generally, it took about sort of two to three weeks. You know, it's a lot of falling off. It's the most ridiculous, in the nicest possible way, it, it strikes me as one of the most ridiculous forms of transport because simply because you have to stay on it, you have to keep going backwards and forwards. And now it's got that look of a kind of mm. the Bernie Clifton ostrich thing. It's a really, it's a weird thing. It's an odd looking vehicle, isn't it? Sure. I mean, it's, it's not super practical. <laughs> but, but what, 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 you're, uh, what you lose in efficiency, you kind of make for in, in the interactions that you have mm. out with people when you go out for riding. Yeah. Yours looks slightly uh, more like a, a, a proper bike without the back. I mean, it's, normally, it's got a big wheel. It's got a big wheel, hasn't it? It's, it's you know, it's, it's not a penny farthing, let's put it that way. No. I mean, it, has it got gears? Um, you can get bikes with gears. Generally, yeah, you've got two gears that are inside the hub. 
you've got these um, planetary gear system which will go inside the hub. Mine doesn't because these hubs can be a little bit temperamental. Also, I've never learned to ride a unicycle with gears. So that's, and again, you know, you learn to ride the unicycle, and then if you want to start, you know, doing gears, you then got to get over that hump of learning how to ride one with with gearing. Uh, but my mind doesn't. But yeah, the, the reason the wheel is so big is just to, to try and make it a little bit more efficient. Because you can imagine if it's a small little kind of circus, 20 inch bike. Yeah, that to would. Get any, to get any kind of speed, you have to spin really fast. I mean, the same same with mine. You have to spin reasonably fast to kind of keep a sort of 12 an hour. Yeah, twelve mile an hour average. Well, I mean, what what do they make of it? Were there parts of the world that, yeah, you know, I suppose through circuses and stuff, people are familiar with them all around the world. Was anybody nonplussed? Did they they not seen one before? I mean, I don't think, and, and certainly a lot of parts of Asia, I, I don't think. I mean, I was just a Westerner doing something weird, and I, and I think there is a lot of yeah, there's a lot of um, cycle tourers on two wheels that ride through these these mm. countries. And I think they get the same reaction because, you know, I'm, I don't think the unicycle makes much of a big difference as, as much as you, it's difficult to imagine. I'm still just a, a foreigner doing something weird. Yeah. Um, but certainly, yeah, in, in, in the Western world, you, you know, once I was back in Australia and in New Zealand and, and in the States, I tended to get better reactions because obviously people have never seen, well, many people have never seen someone doing any kind of distance on a unicycle. When they think unicycle, they think circus. Yeah, which, which certainly isn't the case. There's just a massive, massive community of unicyclists all over the world that do kind of riding down mountains. So you've got mountain unicycling and you've got kind of trick unicycling up and down kind of steps and things. And then you've got the kind of stuff that I do, which is the, the long distance stuff. Endurance unicycling. That's it. It yeah. certainly is. Are you writing a book about all this or a film or is, is, was that it? The trip in itself was, was the whole thing. So I, I, made, I made videos, and I'm still making videos sort of as I went around the world. Um, so I was trying to get that stuff out. Um, I've still got a lot of footage that I haven't released yet, so I'll be, you know, spending the next few months. That's going to be what's going to yeah. be keeping me busy. But I think ultimately, yeah, I, I do want to make a film just that encompasses the whole trip, so maybe yeah. a sort of 60- to 90-minute kind of documentary of the whole thing. And, and looking at your website, you, you didn't really pay for accommodation that much. You sort of camped a lot and... What did you sort of? Where did you stay generally? Yeah, it was a lot of camping, uh, and that's the reason I was carrying so much stuff on on the unicycle. It was just to give me the freedom to be able to just stop anywhere and throw my tent and uh, and, and camp for the night. Yeah. I, I find it, it it kept the trip a bit more interesting, and also it kept it a lot cheaper as well because you know I was out there for three years. Mm. I, I can't be staying at hotels every night, you know. No. Yeah, where'd you not... find Where'd you find unicycle spares in Kazakhstan though at short notice? <laughs> Or did you take a bunch of stuff with you, Ed? Well, you, you take what you can, mm. you know, spare spokes and things like that, but you, you can't be taking sort of spare frames and spare wheels and things like that. And actually, when I was out in Kazakhstan, I did end up destroying my hub, and I had to, uh, I had to just bodge the thing with, uh, with wire that I found by the side of the road for about 1,000 miles cool. until yeah. I could actually get somewhere where I could get stuff sent out. But, yeah, the place you get stuff sent out is so unisoccer.com. They were supporting my ride. Um, and they were, yeah. So they always helped me with spare parts. If I need, if I ran through tires or needed new tubes, or you know, the big one in Kazakhstan was the hub that destroyed itself. So they actually sent me out a whole new wheel when I uh, when I got somewhere where they, you know, they had the the lead up to actually be able to send it out. I suppose at times you were dependent on the kindness of strangers and all that. So where, where did you find the citizens of the world? Were they were they generally good? Did you come back with your faith in human nature restored or not? I mean, I, I don't think I've ever 
it wasn't ever gone in the first place. Right, good. You know, no, pe- no, people are lovely. You know, wherever you are, and especially if you kind of you're putting yourself out there doing something a bit different. I found, yeah, the majority of people just want to kind of be a part of that and want to want to support what you're doing, especially in places that are maybe slightly poorer, um, and especially these places in the more extreme climates where, yeah, people are poorer and it's colder because, you know, they're doing a lot of agriculture there. You know, they're experiencing the same weather that you are. They're not necessarily hiding themselves away in a in a heated office for, you know, and then heated cars and then heated houses. They're, they're, a lot of these places, they're not, you know, they're experiencing the same things you are. So if you're cold, they're cold, and they accept that, and they understand what you need. Um, and there's only basic sort of human things that people need, isn't there? You know, you just mm. need kind of food, water, and and somewhere warm to sleep. And, and then, yeah, a lot of people understand that. And I, I experienced a lot of kindness in, in many parts of the world. But I'd say if I was to pick a continent that I, I kind of experienced, you know, the most sort of generosity and, and hospitality, it was certainly Asia. Yeah, wow. That's interesting. Did you fly between continents? How, how did you get about, obviously, across land, you, you were always unicycling, but what did, what did you do when you come to the sea? It's d- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um, my rule for myself was that if I'm on land, I had to ride. Hmm. But I was happy to cross oceans whichever way that it worked. But when I, when I first left on this trip, I did think it would be fun to try and do the whole thing just by unicycle and by boat. Hmm. Um, and that worked. So, up, so I, I took a, a ferry across the English Channel to France from the UK, and then I cycled to the Caspian Sea. So as you were saying, you said Azerbaijan. You, you're pretty good with the map there. A lot of people get, get some of these places wrong. Hmm. But yeah, Azerbaijan to the Caspian Sea, and I took a, a freight ship across the Caspian Sea uh, to Kazakhstan. And then from there, I cycled all the way to Singapore, to the bottom of Southeast Asia. And that's where I kind of came into the, the problems that maybe I wasn't going to be able to get a boat all the way around the world. <laughs> um, so I actually did fly from, oh. from Singapore to Perth in Australia. So you raised you raised £300,000 for the uh, uh, charity, um, School in a Bag, which I've not heard of. So briefly tell us about that. Well, that, yeah, that was that was the reason why I kind of I, I rode for them because they are a smaller charity. Um, there's only about five of them that run the uh, that run it. Um, so I wanted to kind of try and give them more exposure than they were they were getting. So yeah, no, they um, they basically they they send these little school bags to kids all over the world that need them. They're based in the UK, but a lot of the aid goes to, to Africa and to. To Eastern Europe and to just I say anywhere that it's needed and these bags they're filled with um, like pens paper exercise books math sets rulers um, even eating utensils because a lot of these schools in the world if you don't bring your own eating utensils to the, the lunch you know to lunchtime hmm. they've got no way of serving you so they, they also include bowls and, and, and spoons so that these kids can get fed Excellent. Well, look, mm, uh, um, people can go and check out, I think, your worldunicycletour.com. They can go and check out some of the videos you've made. And just one final one from me. You, you must feel compelled to, at some point on this trip to pick up some uh, some uh, <laughs> juggling. Uh, did you juggle at any point? or did you? Um, yeah, I did a little bit. When, yeah. I was right, when I was riding through Kazakhstan, I met, uh, <laughs> I met to. two Germans. Got to, I rode yeah. over two Germans for about three weeks. Mm. And um, I, once I told them I could juggle, they, they kind of forced me to uh, 
to buy some apples and, and I did a, did a bit of juggling for them on the highway. <laughs> it's fantastic. But it's like, you know, yeah. it's, it go, they go together, don't they, really? They juggle in the unison. They do. And, yeah. you, and you must have made some friends for life, too, mentioning those two blokes there. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. What a brilliant thing to it's do. It's brilliant, Ed. Uh, well done. Congratulations and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There we are, Ed Pratt there. He's unicycled round the world. And in there. you won't even try it for two seconds. No. no I'm not even <laughs> unicycling to Chiswick High Road. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. It'd be lovely if it became your thing. Yeah. If you just decided that you got into it, you, know, you went off, you found you had an aptitude for it, yeah. and you went off and you unicycled everywhere. You became Andy. It became an extension of you. <laughs> that we didn't know where you stopped and the unicycle started. It was so you were unlikely Even, to happen. At that age, it was fantastic. It, it sorted out all your core muscles. You never had any more back pain. You had a, a Peter Andre like. Wash, you were just transformed. <laughs> Thick calves, muscular legs. Oh, yeah. The human unicycle, they called him around uh, Chiswick, till he rode under a bus because his eyesight was still as bad. That couldn't do anything for his eyesight. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, not the uh, Nottingham Post have got this as a headline recently. Goat yoga is coming to Nottinghamshire, but what is it? I could hazard a guess, really. A clue's in the name, surely, isn't it? What is it? Well, basically, <laughs> okay, you and the people of Nottinghamshire, you want to know. Well, it's not in the name, is it? I mean, it, is it, for example, is it goats doing yoga? Is it yoga that you do amongst goats? I mean, you know, Why of... would you want to do yoga amongst goats? I mean, every time you do a press-up, you could just put your hands in something, <laughs> well, you know. couldn't you? <laughs> now, basically, this yeah. is, I, I don't know who came up with this. Uh, one day, somebody was doing some exercise and thought, I could just do a little bit of resistance, you know, as I'd kind of mm. go into a, a press-up press or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I did, I could have a goat standing on my back. 
and uh, for some it's America of course uh, and it seems to have taken off so you do yoga uh, using goats as part of uh, some of the positions that uh, you assume they kind of stand on your back really uh, when you're on a plank or something yeah I don't know something <laughs> like that the, the, if you want to see a picture of it, let me show you a picture this will give you an idea Andy it only takes three quarters of an hour. Goatist position. Yeah, the goatist <laughs> position. Um, but anyway, that's the idea of it. Yes. <clears throat> and we worked out, I don't know if you've got to buy your own goat, or if it's like a spin class, you turn up, to have a load of goats standing there ready for you. Oh, look, that's a picture of a lady there uh, doing an exercise with a goat on her back. That's absolutely stupid. Yeah. I suppose it's a balance <clears throat> thing, because if you don't get the balance right, the goat's going to go flying. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, Kate Beckinsale's <laughs> tried it, and an occasional visit of this studio, yeah. uh, her ex-Michael Sheen, he seemed to be enjoying himself. So next really? time he's in promoting a film, we'll ask him what the goat yoga's <laughs> okay, like. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. I, I don't think I'll be trying it. Okay. Well, well about, that's a shame. Yeah. What about that one, the hot yoga, the Bikram yoga? That's slightly It doesn't involve goats. It doesn't they, involve goats. Do, overheat. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get... <laughs> you don't want to get goats started. You don't want a sweaty goat, do you? Not really, no. no. And uh, it, we've, we had a bit of a relief of the... Uh, weathered in with the drought on the mm. weekend, yeah. which was good. But uh, there's a piece in The Guardian this morning talking about the last time, uh, 1976, when things were so desperate for nations, greenkeepers and groundsmen. Yeah. It was uh, the hottest, driest summer on record, as those of us alive will remember. Mm. And a lot of the teams, what they did was, uh, for example, Exeter City drew up a plan <laughs> to pour 10,000 gallons of treated sewage effluent onto the pitch, a bit like compost. Torquay United. Yeah. Producer didn't know this. Trucked in wastewater from a sewage works in Heathfield. Did they really? Yeah, he says nothing's no, changed. Nothing about the quality of the football. <laughs> that's, that's an obvious lie. Exactly. <laughs> Gary Owls has taken it literally, says the producer. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I'm fascinated how the transfer gossip works. Mm. On Saturday, <clears throat> on Friday, we're sitting here yeah. and up it comes on the banner. Sky Sports understands, I don't know how they understand this, but they understand that Chelsea are interested in Jordan Pickford. And this isn't just, you know, this has happened to all our clubs. And you think, really? Why? Why would they be interested? Everton are not going to sell him. The Courtois hasn't gone yet. He's going to cost an absolute fortune. There are other goalies that are probably as good who cost slightly less. You know, the whole thing about it, there's nothing about the story that really makes any sense. And then suddenly, so it's an unsubstantiated sort of kind of story. Yeah. Social media pile in. And then by the time you've read it, it's like, oh, yes, and now they've missed out because it didn't happen. You know, all this, they were never interested in him. I just don't, it's, it's so that's, mad. That's not it? a new thing, Andy, is it? I no, mean, that's the way it's always worked. I know, but it's constant. It seems to be getting worse. You know, I don't know. There's a cheese and onion crisp shortage. Did you read about that? No, no, I didn't. No. Oh, yeah. Because uh, apparently onions are, uh, like a lot of veg, are suffering. Uh, Tim Elkham of the of British Onions. <laughs> Who knew? That's a great gig, isn't it? I know. We badly need rain, but the ground is so hard a deluge will run off. Onions suffered a cold and wet planting season, followed by weeks of searing heat. Just have to have salt and vinegar, won't you? <laughs> I suppose that's mm. true, really. Or yeah. plain, and that's your big uh, your big favourite, isn't it? I do like a plain, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, yeah, there was a world record attempt by several people, a lot of people, mm. fans of Beatles, travelled to Liverpool to join an attempt to break the world record for the largest gathering of Beatle impersonators. OK. <laughs> really? What's the point? Long way to go, isn't it, really? <laughs> I, I thought you might have had a Beatles-related gag off the <laughs> no, back of that. Or was he just passing, well, I, just passing I could have on light news? And uh, this this one fascinated me. Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. Uh, designer gin made by TV chef Heston Blumenthal has been topped in an international taste test by bargain bottles from Audi and Lidl. Yeah. 
Heston's Citrus Sherbet Lazy Gin. Cost £24.99 a bottle at Waitrose. Got a bronze medal in the prestigious contest. Not bad bronze, is it? Not too bad. There were 600 entries and the Audi and the little won silver. But some expert said, uh, Martin Isaac said, oh, it's time Heston stayed in the kitchen. Well, he did come third. It's not that bad, is it? (laughs) You get more annoyed about that than you are about Chelsea. That's true. Standing up for Heston. (laughs) And... uh, what have we got? Oh, this is the thing you get every year at this time. Yeah. Uh, BBC say we get value for money from our TV licence fees, but Saturday's TV was pointless celebs, Mrs Brown boys, all repeats. Mm. Well, that's what you get at this time of the year. Every year, what's the point of writing that in? That's what they do. <laughs> they know people are on holiday, so they're not going to show all these brand new shows they've spent a fortune on that nobody will be around to watch. This, this is obviously kind of cathartic for you to get this little <laughs> bit of anger about nothing off your chest. That's right, yeah. That you do Definitely. tend to do. Well, I like to do that, yeah. Well, is that it? Oh, no, you'll like this one. Oh, yeah. Friday, we had this great story, didn't we, about the uh, Japanese um, techno scientists have come up with the idea that you could have a third arm. They're going to try and generate a third arm for you. But uh, in, before you get the third arm, if you've only got two arms, which most of well, us have, yeah. well, so obviously some people have only got one, but if you've only got two, yeah. then uh, this is a thing you can do in Japan. You can sell armpit space for advertising. No, really? Oh, yeah. A Japanese company has found an unusual place to sell adverts, young women's armpits. The human billboards can earn uh, 10,000 yen, that's £69 an hour, for putting a small sticker under their arms while they strap hang on trains and subways oh. where the commercials will be catch certain that's to catch... All- that's a bit creepy. Then. What about for a deodorant? No, that's <laughs> that all a bit. Creepy. Andy, that's all a bit creepy. You think that's too creepy? Yeah, yeah, I do. Definitely. Yeah, that's not going to take off. Oh well. Okay. Well, let's see. It's happening in Japan. Oh well. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. In the meantime, Andy, planning news. Oh, plan. Oh, good. It's always we like a bit of planning. Planning news. news. Wayne. Wayne Rooney's bunker. <laughs> Wayne Rooney's having a panic bunker. Is he built at his twenty million pound mansion over fears of another burglar? Well, did I? Yeah, I was going to say they did have a problem, didn't they, last year? Yeah. Mm, in papers lodged with East Cheshire Council, mm. the Star's planning agent said they become bigger than his agents. <laughs> Paul Strafford. Yeah, <laughs> Star's planning agent said it's essentially an outbuilding to serve the dwelling that is under construction. Thank mm. you very much for that quote. Did you see him uh, a bit Sam Peckinpah the other day? His yeah. nose broken. Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. But I, you know, he loves boxing. Oh I bet, yeah, I bet he loved that photo because it's. You think he? You think something ever the warrior about that photo? You know, Do you think so? Like, this sort of blood in the after Terry getting his first goal. He got his first goal. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, Apparently, uh, what's his name? Ivan Even, That's not right. It's Latan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah. Easy mistake. Now got a hat trick last night. He did. Yeah, mm. I did see that. Off came the shirt, of course. Um, other ways, rather than the toss, because uh, we feel it, it's kind of at its day, really, when you start tossing credit cards. Uh, Alan says, "Go with musical chairs." Uh, with both captains running around the officials to music played over the PA system. That's an, what a lovely idea, Alan. Mm. That would be the children would like that. That would be tremendous, wouldn't it? You couldn't really it'd be quite hard to get your game face on as a footballer, though, wouldn't it? If you just had a game of musical chairs, mm. and then uh, I'm not sure that works. Uh, a staring contest, says James, the Manchester United fan. Yeah, but perhaps some of the good stare would increase their transfer value, quite possibly. They were talking about when we were talking about the Barry Davis uh, tribute uh, mm, program. Tri- yeah, that, that featured in that the stare. Do you remember the staring contest? Do yeah, yeah brilliant. Big, big train, wasn't it? Was big in. train, great commentary, and very funny. Our old mate, I think mm. Phil Cornwell was the was the uh, kind of a sit. We used to sat alongside Barry for that, didn't he? That, <laughs> Did he? that was Phil. Yeah, he was the <laughs> really? he was the pundit. Okay, yeah, fair it was very funny. <laughs> It was good. Now, uh, yeah, we haven't got Darren. I don't know what's gone wrong. 
So, okay. uh, in the meantime, we'll come back to transfers uh, later on. Do you have anything else? Yes. Um, I'd quite like to put a plea into ban the pouting mirror selfie. I think it's the... It's the worst thing of our our age. Is it what really? I you, can't. The worst. The worst of the social media. Think, oh, okay. Yeah. The, now yeah, you've no, qualified. You know, of, of the social media, the, those sort of things. That thing. It's 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 so vain and it's so putrid. It's something about it that's just let someone else take your photo if you're that desperate. You know what I mean? That it's the thing of seeing the phone there. It's yeah. just like that. Will you not do a that kind of pouting? Will you not do a pouty mirror? No, for us, Andy. You can put out on social a media. Pouty mirror. So. It's always great watching a man your age pouting into a mirror. <laughs> I like nothing better. I like nothing better. I do love. I do <laughs> love watching. Anyway. So there we are. That was this afternoon show. And mm. The shock of Andy getting five out of five. I can't believe you helped me. I don't well, know why I, you did that. I just, I don't know. I, I called. I, sorry for No, I thought you, I was trying to build it up so you got four out of five. I didn't think you'd get Curtis Cumberbatch. But oh. did you write that down? No, I'll, try... I'll never forget Curtis Cumberbatch. <laughs> Which was the title of your first novel, wasn't it? Which they made into a film. Okay. Uh, we're That's back, it. We're back tomorrow when we're joined by uh, Palais uh, and the Osmonds. I ain't got a clue coming in. I'm not a clue. It'll be great yeah, together. Yeah, so, but possibly. Uh, so, yeah, then neither of those are coming in. Um, but until they'll then. Be on the phone. <laughs> just be on the phone. <laughs> Five different phones, yours. Jimmy, there'll be six. Uh, anyway, it's not going to happen. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for downloading. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.